Hey, thanks for tuning in to Girls Gone Healthy. This is Emily. If you haven't listened to me already, I'm glad you're here because this episode, we're talking to Umama, who is so knowledgeable and enthusiastic about the fitness industry. She actually received a Forbes 30 under 30 for the sports category for her fitness app, Sweatpack, which we will definitely be talking about later in the episode. But what I really love about this is Umama actually doesn't have a background in fitness. She was never an athlete, never really went to the gym, and it was in college that she started playing on some intramural teams with her sorority sisters, and she realized that fitness was a thing in her life that gave her structure. It gave her a place where she could commit to showing up for herself and performing her best. It gave her this great community, and she realized that by paying attention to her fitness, by spending this time on herself, It improved the other areas of her life, like her entrepreneurship. She improved her career by these fitness goals. And so I love hearing her story because, you know, it's a little bit different than, oh, yeah, I've always grown up playing sports and I knew I liked it. For her, it was like she had all of these great ideas in technology and marketing and all of that. And then fitness just kind of gave her an extra boost in her life. Now that turned into a passion of hers. So the app that she created ended up being an app for these gyms, for these sports leagues. And so if you're kind of in this place where you're like, I don't really have any fitness goals. Maybe I just kind of like it. I work out sometimes, not really sure, right? That's a fine place to be in. And that's where she was at. And really just see how it transformed her life. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episode. And please leave this a five-star review wherever you're listening in. That means a lot. Thank you. Hi guys, today we are joined by Umama and she's a savvy startup co-founder and CEO behind Sweatpack and the personal fitness brand smallandstrong.fit. As an honored Forbes 30 Under 30 leader, she's made an impact in fitness, technology, and community building with her passion. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Emily. It is so amazing to see the work you're doing in the fitness community and helping get resources together. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely have a very similar mission. So you're the founder, CEO of Sweatpack. And for those that don't know, it's an app that matches people with sports leagues, teams, just other people with similar goals. So can you talk about what drove you to start this? Yeah, uh, let's be real. It was post-college depression. Um, What they don't tell you in college is that when they throw you out into the real world, you have to go find your passion. You have to find a job you like. You have to find new friends and find new clubs and basically create a new identity for yourself. And so for me, I was always the sorority girl or always a part of some club. So I had my identities attached to that. But fitness really didn't come into my life till after college when I was just looking for a way to find myself, keep myself busy, and to meet new people through the experience. And so I was doing fitness, uh, and I was a part of this community called BBG, amazing social media community where everyone is super social. Uh, And so I created a fitness Instagram for that. And then I was playing sports at the same time, just recreational flag football. Um, I was going through a breakup too. So it was this amazing new start of my life where I was just discovering myself. And it was 
through the sports league where I didn't know anybody, but uh, this random group of strangers would meet up every single week and play this game. And even if we sucked, we were so happy to be together and then go out afterwards. But for me, I struggled because I love that sports type of environment, but I didn't understand why I couldn't have that. But try yoga club or a bar club or CrossFit and have this group of people I met up with weekly. So really that's when the idea converged where I was like, okay, fitness and sports need to come together and work together as a team. Um, and really that idea came together in 2017. I had a marketing agency from 2017 to 2019. And then I finally launched Sweatpack in January, uh, April, 2019. Uh, that's awesome. I love that it came to life. And it's such a great idea because, you know, a lot of people do have their teams or sororities or some group that they're a part of. And then, yeah, it's so hard to find that in the adult world, right? <laughs> so I think that that's awesome because that's why I love group fitness is you have that energy and community around you, but you've made it more consistent. You've made it also have accountability of your team working through it together. Exactly. Because, you know, group fitness is amazing, right? But we class hop and try all these new things, but we never, we start to doubt ourselves because we don't see progress within our strength or our bodies. But it's because that consistency factor is the hardest thing for us to learn in this modern day age. Uh, but being a part of a team makes it feel like you still have the flexibility of a social life, but you also get that commitment to, hey, I'm going to do this for myself and for my people and show up and give it my all. And really, that's what's made uh, Sweatpack so transformative. That's awesome. So did you find that having a community while you worked out, um, like, why was that so important to you? Was it to hold you accountable? Or did you just like meeting people that way? So I think there's two stages of it. Uh, for me, community first is starts with the type of content and the type of people, environments we surround ourselves with. So typically, I actually enjoy working out alone. But what I recognized is having a once a week commitment to something that was social allowed me to actually put everything I was training into a competitive slash um, strategic place for me to put my work, in, uh, put everything into work. And um, so I learned community helps us know that, hey, I'm getting stronger. There's people that have the same mindset and goal as me. So I don't feel as alone in this fitness journey uh, because I definitely learned when you start your fitness journey, a lot of the people that you have a social relationship with or familiar relationships with, they don't usually identify with the fitness lifestyle. So it is good to have a group of people that get that, support it, and push you more. So that was really what helped me continue to commit to this every single week where I haven't had really a full entire rest week uh, because it's so much fun with that community aspect. But of course, it also comes with the adventure, right? We all crave being able to go into new environments. And I think that's where the leadership mindset is trained for the work field because we have to learn how to work together. And fitness is that low barrier of entry where you're like, okay, look, we either hate burpees or love burpees together. But when we can be open, honest, vulnerable, and work together, then we can conquer anything. And that mindset transfers into the work field. 
I love that. I never thought of community in that way. So you're saying they had this group and you'd get together once a week, but then it was even on those off days that you're working by yourself, not with the group, that you're still motivated by that because it's like, okay, I'm going to catch up with them. Or maybe, you know, you related to someone else's story of, oh, they're feeling like this a different week and this is how I learned from them. So I think that's awesome too. You know, it's not necessarily that everything you do has to be with this community, but just checking in almost exactly just knowing you're not alone and that people are looking out for you it is important for in this society for us to know that our existence matters and other people are counting on us too yeah and then the second part that you mentioned too that was huge was how you've used that in your business life too right like you've learned how you communicate and connect with people at the gym and then you've used those skills of negotiation of communication into other areas of your life too. So you've seen that that's helped you with business and entrepreneurship? One million percent. I think when you ask any successful entrepreneur, uh, the most common thing they'll always say is their active routine is the thing that is most consistent in their life. And for most of us, we don't know how to stay consistent with that. And that's why we don't trust ourselves to get into something as big as entrepreneurship. Because entrepreneurship is all about self-trust, but that's what we learn through fitness. So I truly believe that athlete mindset we develop in fitness is what allows us to trust ourselves, to be disciplined, to be committed, and to show up every day and want to have that progressive overload mindset, right? Like get 1% better every day. And knowing that, you know, we're not going to PR every day. We're going to have our fails. We're going to have our deload weeks. And I think that entire mindset is transferable. That's why I use fitness analogies all day long for business. I love that. And I just need to repeat what you said there because it was so important. So you showing up for yourself at the gym or showing up for the workout is building trust with yourself to trust those bigger things that come on. That's huge. That's huge. And just it's little things, right? Like start with a three day commitment, 30 minutes to just walking, right? When we commit to that. We're like, oh shit, I did that. That was me. I put the time I committed. Let me add one more layer on top of that next week. And I think that's the journey. People rush too quick to go all in hundred percent, no carbs, seven days a week training. And it's like, ah, oh, that's the road to failure. So definitely learning our trust ourselves. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that kind of leads perfectly into the next question that I have for you. So your whole platform is about holding people accountable, keeping them consistent. What do you tell the people that are like, oh, I can't do this because I'm so bad at staying consistent? What do you recommend that they do or maybe don't do that they currently are doing? I said, why do they want this? Why do you want to work out? And, you know, at first people's answers will be like, oh, I just want to lose five pounds. Uh, I just want to be more confident. But I think when we dive deeper into, you know, why, what's the big goal that you're trying to accomplish? Are you trying to become an entrepreneur? Do you want to have a healthy life for your family? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to get a raise? When you think about that big goal, it makes us put in our uh, a strategic scope, okay, Maybe let me start with fitness to just gain control of my life, right? Uh, I help people understand when you take control of what you can take control of, fitness and nutrition, that's what leads us to being proactive and then staying consistent. But it first starts with understanding what's that big thing we want. So I always challenge people to figure out what that is, then just simplify it. Literally three days. 
30 minutes, just walk. Don't make any nutrition switches. Like that's the hard stuff. Get the easy stuff down first, get consistent with that, and then layer on the other good stuff. Yeah. So just breaking it down into the smallest possible goal. Like you had this big goal and then you broke it down into, okay, I can control fitness. Okay. And then even smaller from there, not all of the fitness or having a perfect schedule, but just walking three days. That's it. Yeah. I think it's just because we have content overload, right? Like we're seeing everything everyone is doing. And I think that my secret sauce I always share with everyone is take a social media diet one week, two week, but get off every single platform. Don't read books. Don't listen to podcasts. Don't watch YouTube videos and just take those first two weeks and learn to commit to yourself and doing those simple things. Because when we add that other layer of reading about what other people are doing, sometimes it makes us doubt what we're doing and feel like we need to do more or we're not doing enough and then we crash and burn. So definitely learning to trust ourselves in our own story during those walks. Yes, that's so important. And then for you, I know that your background isn't anything fitness related. You didn't study it. You weren't an athlete. You just found it after college. So why did you choose to now start a career in fitness? Yeah, so it's interesting. I did this activity. I always knew I'd be an entrepreneur. Since like five years old, I've always been like slumber party queen, um, prom committee head, and uh, sorority girl. Basically, I would always, I was really good at organizing people. And I love seeing things start from the ground up. So I worked with, I had 10 years of marketing uh, experience in the actual industry. um, And I learned, I love startup life. I love technology. I love marketing. I love women's empowerment. And I love being able to bring people together, being a community leader. But really, I knew those were all my skills, but I was missing that passion, juicy part, right? The thing that gets us like up every morning. And so um, really, it wasn't until after college I found that, that I meshed the two together. But I think the best thing for people to do is figure out what those five, six things are that they really enjoyed about their life and that they're really good at and people know them for, then attach that thing you love the most that has the biggest opportunity in the industry, and then go all in. And I think that's where my opportunity was, and the universe just kind of lined everything up for me. Yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that you were great at fitness, but you were great at connecting people, and then you had the passion for fitness. Exactly. So Uh, you know, I'm technically in the fitness industry, but I'm more in the tech industry. And, you know, fitness is just my vertical that I reach. But, you know, fitness, there's so much opportunity here. And I think if we solve a problem there, I think that solves a problem across every industry, right? As we're talking about corporate wellness, leadership, entrepreneurship, before you get to any of that, you got to figure out your fitness. And that's what I'm doing. I love that. And then you've kind of like have the inner workings of fitness, right? Like you go into these gyms, you've been to over 400 gyms, thousands of people that you've met. What is something that you've learned about fitness and people's personal journeys that might be new to a beginner that they've never heard before or that might 
not realize? Ooh, I love that question. Um, something new I always learn about people is just their, what their community looks like. You know, for some people, community is like group fitness or their sports team. But for some people, it's just the people that are in their ears all day long, right? You as a podcaster, Emily, you are a part of someone's community in their thought process. And I think when people are in the gym, uh, I always have like random conversations with people I meet all across the world. And I'm always interested to hear first, like, what are they listening to? And some, some people listen to hardcore podcasts. Some people go hardcore rap. Some people go classical music. And I think it's interesting because it says a lot about them and their concentration and the type of people that influence them. Because the real leaders in the world that go into that gym every day are the ones that uh, have people in their ear and take that information and energy and apply it. So I think pay close attention to who you think your community is and go out there and try to find it. When I was set out to do this gym venture thing, I wasn't set out to work out at over 400 gyms across the world. It was really just selfishly something I wanted to do for me to test my confidence and to meet new people. And along that journey, that's where I learned that gap in the market. And I learned that people's problems were being consistent. But the reason they can't be consistent is because they haven't found that community part for them. Wow. Yeah, because I didn't even think about that of like, okay, what are you listening to? Because even if you don't know the person personally, that's still what you're consuming and what you're surrounding yourself with. And so that's something that we should pay attention to. And I know that you are a community builder, right? You're a connector. That's what you do. How do you go about building your community and who you prioritize in your life? Can you talk about that a little bit? God, I think this is something I've been pondering actually a lot the last two weeks. I just turned 29. So and I think during quarantine in uh, specific, we've been reassessing who is in our circle. Um, for me, uh, my community is not just entrepreneurs. I have I have like certain groups of friends. So I have my entrepreneur friends. I have my fitness friends. I have my childhood friends that know everything about me and grow with me. And then um, I just have social life friends, right? But the beauty of my community is the most common trait across all of them is they're the most open-minded people that are always willing to listen to other people's stories and they're very inclusive. Um, I just had a surprise birthday party the other day and I was just thinking like, wow, these are random friend groups coming together at one party, but they all mingled together. And it's because everyone has that inclusive mindset where everyone is confident in themselves and they have their own goals, but they don't feel intimidated by other people sharing their stories, their achievements. And that's really what's motivated me is having those people that root me up, but I can root for them too. And so honestly, I selfishly started Sweatpack because I needed my group of friends um, once a week, right? Like I have a really busy schedule, but it's easy for me to schedule a kickball game every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. where 15 of my friends together come together. I know I will hang out with them. I will see them. I will socialize with them, grab a beer afterwards, and then I can get back to my work week. And really, that's why uh, I created this for me too. Um, and it works really well, but it definitely comes with prioritizing. Yeah. So you were kind of able to create this group and then you're like, okay, I'll check off my fitness for the day and I'll check <laughs> off the socializing. You just knock out two birds 
with one stone. Oh, the beauty of it. <laughs> and then we've talked about Sweat Pack, but then you also have another project that you have. It's your personal fitness brand, smallandstrong.fit. What is that? Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, actually, I just did a handle chain, smallandstrong.co, and co meaning community. And my personal brand and platform has always been about how do I share my journey, but always have something tactical for people to take away and implement themselves. Really, I just became a platform that I needed during this fitness journey for myself. Someone that was talking about the depressive states, the highs, the lows, how to make friends. And the person that was going to actually share the strategy behind it and not just the transformation. And so really my community of small and strong, sassy women are women that are and men that are using fitness to empower their big goals. We know that fitness isn't our entire life. It is just something that plays a very big part in doing the big things that we want to accomplish. So um, I am kind of the centerpiece of it, but I bring people together in a community. Uh, my, five, my three core values on there are fitness, leadership, and community. And how I uh, create content is through video, through collaborations, and through engagement to get people to know each other and to know about resources available to them. That's awesome. Yeah, I love your platform. I've been following it for a while. And yeah, you know, it's, exercise and fitness isn't your whole life, but it's something that you can dedicate, what, like 30 to 45 minutes to each day, and then that will help the rest of your day. And what I love, especially with what you do too, is how you do have that tactical advice, right? Because a lot of times when you see these influencers or just even fitness friends that you follow, it's like, okay, you're seeing what they're doing, but how did they get there, right? Because someone can look at you now and they're like, what? She looks like she's always been athletic. She works out every day, right? But it's like, oh no, I've only started a few years ago and this is what I've learned from it. Yeah, it's the vulnerability in the journey. And I think a lot of people are talking about being vulnerable, but really what makes a platform uh, sticky is, okay, here's the vulnerability, but here's the outcome and here's what I actually did, but come along with me in the journey. So we grow together. In the past five years, like seriously, my community has seen me go through being laid off, getting broken up with, losing clients, like so many bad things. But then also they've got to see really great highs where, you know, I found the love of my life. I started sweat pack. I traveled nationwide and getting Forbes 30 under 30, just understanding how everything I did with fitness was also aligned with all those really good things that I got in life. And I want other people to have that success. That's why I share the really, really low moments with them. Yeah. Has that been hard for you or is it something that just comes naturally? I think it comes naturally because the things that I share, I know there's some takeaway that people will hear and be able to say, here's how I can avoid this, or here's what I can do if I'm going through this too. But you know, I'm also a very private person, which some people find very ironic. Um, but I don't share things till I know there's something of value to give away to people. And, um, some of those moments I have to take a break and I'm a big proponent for social media diets because I need to take care of myself first or else I'm no good to anybody else. And uh, that's what I promote to everyone. Yeah, that's so important too. And then my last question for you is what are you personally working on with your own health and fitness journey? 
Oh my gosh. So this has been actually really fun. I'm also resetting myself, kind of doing an experiment at the same time. Um, I'm on week seven of restarting everything. So I did the three weeks of just walking 30 minutes. And now I'm on week seven of adding in strength three times a week. And it's been really interesting um, because I've had to go back into that beginner mindset of okay, this is hard. Do I know what I'm doing? Am I getting results? Uh, you know, what do other people around me think about me? And it's the same insecurities that most people had when they were getting started. It's interesting to see it come back again. Um, but next week I'm adding in the most important part, which is the active hobby, right? The once a week commitment to doing something with other people. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm following the Volt app. It's like an athletic style training workout, uh, focused on more mobility, core stability, and uh, strength. So uh, it's interesting, and I'm definitely excited to see how it continues going. I feel like I kind of almost had that reset too at the start of quarantine and lockdown because I felt like I had such a good rhythm going, such a good routine, and then, you know, when all the gyms closed and I was stuck at home with zero equipment, it's like, okay, now how do I reset from here? You know, and then I did have to pick it up baby steps again. But think about it. That is training your resiliency as a leader, right? To be able to go into any new situation and be like, okay, this is what I got to deal with. Here's what my plan is. And here's how I'm going to execute on it. And that's why I think what you're doing, Emily, is so important. And I love that you're openly sharing your journey too and sharing the resources that you have. Yes. Well, thank you so much for connecting on this. I'd love to give you the time here to talk about where people can find you, where they can join Sweatpack, all of that. Yeah. Well, guys, definitely hit me up, slide in my DM uh, at smallandstrong.co. Or if you are nationwide, um, we have virtual challenges or in-person Sweatpacks in Atlanta. Uh, you can find us at Team Sweatpack on Instagram. So definitely look forward to sweating with you guys. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>